0: Unmistakable sound of "Zombie" by the Cranberries. The I want, I want to say unofficial, but it's probably the official anthem of the Irish rugby team. That's been blurting out across our stadiums um, with great reverence and celebration. Because of what have they won? Seventeen straight test matches, and of course they go into a quarter final this weekend with confidence never seen before, and rightly so. Joining us right now, former Otago loose forward who was part of that mighty Otago side. I've got to get a reference to this side of 1991 that won the National Provincial Championship. What a time to be alive. Uh, He was in the All Blacks wider training squad for the inaugural 1987 World Cup, if I'm not mistaken, until injury scuppered his chance of playing at that inaugural event. But since his playing days in New Zealand came to an end, he ventured north and has made Ireland his home for the best part of 30 years. And he's doing brilliant work up there. He's become part of the Irish rugby fabric, a highly respected analyst for RTE for more than two decades, I think it was. And he remains as plugged in as ever. He's done amazing charity work as well and uh, possibly his greatest achievements, some of the immense contributions he's made in the mental health space. But we are going to talk Rugby World Cup with him. He is Brent Pope, and we are delighted to welcome him to the show. Hello, Brent.
1: Welcome. Thank you for that fabulous introduction. <laughs> you know, It was great, so thank you for that.
0: My oh, pleasure, my me. pleasure. And, and, and I'm very sincere. I, I've only really caught up what you've done, with uh, your advocacy for mental health in the, uh, in yeah. more, more recent times you 're doing incredible work there uh, Brent, so bravo
1: to you thank you very much yeah and it's it 's a part of my life now to just i suppose raise the awareness of, of uh, especially men just talking more openly honestly about their mental health because it 's something that i couldn 't do back in the day and uh, so I've spent the last maybe fifteen years being an advocate for 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 mental health in this country but like John Kirwan has done so eloquently in in, in New Zealand. But uh, we don't want to talk about that. What we want to talk about is the big (laughs) game coming up this week. Um, It's really taken Ireland by storm. I've never seen so many green jerseys, so many people coming up to me in the supermarket saying, how will we get on? Uh, There's a real fever pitch in this country about this match.
0: Well, I wonder if you need to raise awareness for how good Ireland are, because there are still
1: some dropkicks in this part of the world who tell me they're not very good at rugby. Oh, no. Look, you know, I I warned some of my ex-players last year in the media. I said, look, Ireland are coming out to do a job on you guys in New Zealand. And they laughed at me then. They're probably the same people laughing at me now. This is a -a once-in-a-generation type Irish side. I mean, Joe Schmidt... Um, put the building blocks of the side in a few years ago. And Andy Farrell, uh, he's just been the master coach for Ireland. He's developed players like Bundy Aki. Some of these players are playing the best, uh, the best of their careers. Johnny Sexton is back and rude good health, playing like a teenager. They've got a great loose forward trio. They've got a, a hard nose pack. They can play it any way. I mean, this is a great Irish side. It's not a good Irish side. It's a great Irish side. And New Zealand, the All Blacks will have to be at their very best Uh, to beat this side Uh, the only thing that the Irish don't like it's part of their I suppose sporting tapestry is they don't like to be considered favourites and I'm saying you're going to have to live with that because you're definitely over this side of the water they're definitely favourites for this match Um, you know uh, coming up on Saturday
0: We'll talk more about them and how they match up against the All Blacks shortly but one thing they probably don't like to be reminded of is the quarter-final issue Uh, No It's been there since day dot They've never got past a quarter final Now this side I agree with you is a great side But how can they escape the history of the past Uh, And that is probably one thing in my own mind I I worry about for them That constant reminding they're going to get this week from the press Do you think ghosts of past World Cups will impact this team Because I know a lot of New Zealand fans talk about this issue
1: no, I don't I don't see it like that. I, I, it depends on how the game plays out because I was just talking to someone else in the media today. If New Zealand got off to a good start in this match, then I think the worries will come down the psychological train, as I call it. Then they would start to get a bit worried about if they caught a bit like what happened in 2019 when they come up against a rampant all-black side on that particular day. Once you sow the seeds of doubt into this Irish team, then they could be susceptible to that way of thinking. Because despite all the talk about, you know, this is a better team, they're not going to that place, you can pretty quickly go to that space in sport psychologically. It doesn't matter what you do physically, it's just you've got to get over that psychological barrier. But... I don't see the team, the way they've been motoring the last year, that win a bit like England did uh, years ago when they won the World Cup. I think that series win in New Zealand really played a a huge hand in their self-belief and confidence because that was the only thing missing. When we look back in 2019, they went to that World Cup as well, ranked the number one side in the world, and they come unstuck against Japan and then against the All Blacks. But, I mean, I don't see that happening this time around. I think that'll be a real battle. Uh, which is I'm expecting, and it'll be reasonably tight. I can just see, uh, you know, New Zealand's got to bring their A game. That's all I can say about that. You never write off New Zealand. doesn't matter what troubles they have had over the last year with their coaches or whatever, thing like that. You never write off an all-black team. But the Irish know that. And I think they have, if you look over all areas of the field and you look at the areas where Ireland are strong, you probably look at the areas where New Zealand aren't so strong because the problem with Ireland before was that they could never they could never back up 23 on the park. Now, injuries might play a part in that because we've yet to hear back whether they'll have their two wingers available, Lowe or Hanson, and there's some talk about James Ryan uh, being out as well. But it seems to be reports are coming back from the camp that those injuries are not as bad as, as what people expected. So they'll be going into this game pretty much at full strength. They've got a good scrum. They've got a fabulous line out. They're a great set piece. They can play it either ways. They can, they can. You know, the defence is fantastic. I don't see any weak weak links in this in the in this Irish team. Now I know Joe Schmidt and Greg, Feck will probably have other ideas about where to uh, to attack this Irish side. But I mean, New Zealand's defence is going to have to be a lot better, and they can't give this Irish team any space. So you know,
0: they uh, <laughs> carry on, Brent. Carry on. I think you're making a great point of just how well-rounded they are. I know a lot of people who haven't watched a lot of them might have dipped into that South African game and seen the line-out struggles for 20 minutes. Yep. But then look, then look at the in-game adjustments and then they're flawless from the line-out as the game goes on. You look at all the tries that scored from line-outs at this tournament. Uh, it's not a weakness. They, they had a bad 20 minutes against the best defensive line-out in the yeah. world. But I, I, I think exactly. we do have to labour on the point on if they lose Mac Hanson, it sounds like he went off for an HIA, came back on and yep. picked up a calf injury. James though, hasn't strain, responded yep. at all well from what we understand to a finger to the eye. I, I think Keith Earls, their backup up wing is also under, uh, under uh, yep. an injury cloud. That, that would be really disappointing yep. if both, all their wingers are out because they don't really have a, a solution in that squad, do they?
1: No, they don't, although Gibson Park, you know, made a pretty good picture <laughs> of, a, of, a, of a scrum half playing on the wing. They do have a couple of options. I mean, what, they, what they're saying now is, okay, look, you just – this is knockout. And a bit like the same as New Zealand with Lomax. They may just say, look, you know, we're just going to risk them. You know, for for, for the likes of Keith yes. Earls, this will probably be his last game for Ireland. So if he's got a bit of a if he's got a bit of a strain and uh, comes through training this week, I think they would just risk a player like that. They'd just say, look, it's your choice, but you're not. You might be only ninety five percent, but but we'll put him on the park. But I think you're right. I think that it would certainly change the All Blacks' view, especially of their kicking game. Suddenly, if a team is yes. missing two of its key wingers, and also James Lowe. Uh, has played a, a, a huge part in the revival of the side. Well, not the, the revival, the growth of the side because of his kicking. I mean, you know, he's he he, he, he he's got such a massive boot down the field or something, 50 or 60 metres is not unusual for him game. So he's hugely important to the way that Ireland play. Um, probably Hanson is probably more replaceable in the sense that he's just a live wire of which a lot of teams have. So he could place... Like would light with Jimmy O'Brien in that regards, but Lowe would be a loss, as would as would Ryan. I know that he is kind of, I suppose they'd replace Henderson because they sorted the lineouts out, but I think Ryan is still better around the park than Henderson. Henderson brings a bit of that physicality to the game, and also he runs the lineouts, but I don't think he's as dynamic as Ryan. So if Ryan is out, that's a bit of a loss. But I think I was just talking to someone today. If you look at if you look at when New Zealand has won the World Cup, there's something they always had in common in those years. And for me, it was their loose forward trio. And, you know, you go back to the days of Buck Shelford and, and my days, Michael Jones, Zinny Brook, those players. Then you move forward to the McCaws and the Kieran Reeds and the, and these players. I just don't think New Zealand's loose forward trio um, is as good as Ireland's. And I think, you know, Frizzell needs a big game. He needs to bring his physicality. Uh, Ardi Savia is, is, of course, you know, one of the best loose forwards in the world and has been consistently good, but I don't think his best position is at yep. number eight. So I just don't think they've got those combinations right. Uh, when you look at a player like Caelan Doris, arguably, w- along with Aldrich, the best number eight in the world at the moment, you back him up with a guy like Van der Fleer, you know, you've got Momani you've got there, you've got guys coming off the bench that can plug those holes Never before have I seen an island uh, strength and depth. In previous World Cups and previous years, they would p- keep their 15 on the park as long as they could get them because the backup 23, you know, didn't bring much to the party. Well, they have players that can come on there and plug those, plug those holes. Um, and I think they know the magnitude of the game too. They're not, they're not sitting back and saying that, you know, they, they don't want to be favourites, you know.
0: Yeah, Jack Conan's a British and Irish Lions player coming off the bench. He made his yeah, first appearance on, in the on, last game. H- on, huge player. On the bench. Yeah, and Ireland have been growing loose forwards on trees for a generation. You've gone from Jamie Heaslip into Sean O'Brien yep. to CJ Sander yep. into this group. It, it's incredible. Exactly. We've, we've been so blessed. They've been amazing players. Um, here's a question New Zealand fans want to know. Uh, Brent Pope is with us. Great uh, rugby analyst based in Ireland these days. He's been for a generation. How do you stop Johnny Sexton?
1: Yeah, <clears throat> that's what I talked about. Uh, New Zealand defensive screen. You see, the problem the problem here is that. New Zealand players are used to playing in the in the in the Super 14 or Super 12 before it. They're used to giving players more space. You know, every time I, I turn the TV on, and I see these score lines like the Crusaders might beat the Highlanders 45-32, and and it's a great it's a great visual game, and I get it. But there's a lot of space. You see Richard Maunga and Will Jordan and breaking out from their own 22 and scoring length of the field tries. That is not the Northern Hemisphere game. The Northern Hemisphere game is about fronting up defensively like the French do under Sean Edwards. It's a bit like the South Africans do front up physically. And New Zealand have a bit of a problem that. When you take their space away from them, they can't play that type of game they want to play. So that's why I suggested, you know, I, I, I sort of I went against the opinion from a few uh, well-known All Blacks just recently in the media, and I said, actually... If it comes down to it, I think that the All Blacks have the quarterfinal that they would have preferred. And people would say, oh, what, you know, why, why, why do you want to play the number one side in the world? Because New Zealand play very much like Ireland. And I think that the, the schlacking they got from from the from the Springboks and Twickenham, the record score against them, I think dented their confidence. And I think if you had played that game the following week, they would have been really wary of the physicality that that South Africa bring. So given that it's two teams playing the same kind of way, who's playing it better? Now, at the moment, Ireland are playing New Zealand's game better than New Zealand are playing it. But that's not to say that that can't turn around in, in a week. If I put it like this, I don't think that Ireland playing at their very best would have put 96 point points uh, ninety six points around Italy. They just didn't have that capability. Whereas New Zealand can, and that is the way for Ireland, that if you let New Zealand get a bit of confidence in the way they're playing. If you let Jordan and these guys and Moanga start to to break up the field with, with space, then New Zealand can be a, a really dangerous side. And it's a bit the same with Johnny Sexton. Teams know to live in Johnny's face, you know, to get Johnny upset and get him frustrated and get him, you know, badgering to the referee and the other players because – He's, I know a lot about Johnny. I mean, he went to the same club as me. I, I, I followed his career since it started from a, from a schoolboy. Uh, he's, he's, he's a magnificent player when he's on song. And the worst thing about the rugby world at the moment, he's actually enjoying his rugby. You know, you see him smiling. First yeah. time I've seen him smile in years on the yeah. rugby field because he's getting an armchair ride at the moment and everything's going well. I mean, but... You know, you take the risk if, you know, he's not, he's not a runner with the ball, we know that, but he's a, such a great passer and he's such a great reader of the game and he's a bit like Dan Carter at, at his pomp. You know, he moves the team around seamlessly around the field. You know, sometimes he's got to kick for the corner, sometimes he's got to move the ball out wide, but he's got all the players around him playing so well. I mean, Bundy Arki, I mean, man, that guy's going to be, the, the at, at the moment, he's the player of the tournament. I mean, he's got yes, his okay. passing game together, he breaks the game line, he's tough and over the ball, he's, you know, so, you've got good centres, and that's what I said before, go back to go back to the areas where, where Ireland are excelling, vis-a-vis loose boards, vis-a-vis midfield, that's the area that I think New Zealand uh, are, are a bit weak, I mean, you know, Geordie Barrett, least will come back in, and, you know, he needs to find some form after injury, and you know, he's cap- he's well capable of having one of those great games that he does, but you know, you just need—we need a bit more from New Zealand.
0: Brent, real treat having you on the show. We, I could talk to you forever. Uh, I've learned so much. Uh, <laughs> great analysis as always. In some ways, you can't lose this Sunday morning hour time. No. I, I'm sure you've got your half black, half green jersey on. Uh, I'm sure it's arguably probably the best place other than France to be at the moment is uh, Ireland. The fans are just fantastic, yeah. um, and we we can't wait to see how this all plays up. Thanks for joining us.
1: No, no, thank you very much, and uh, good luck. <laughs> good luck either way. You're right. I, I, I can't lose. But I think you know, it's, it's not, it's not a bad thing for world rugby if Ireland, you know, if Ireland go on to win this World Cup or something. Like, you know, like, they, they deserve it. I think over the last four or five years. I mean, they've really been the number one side. They're playing out of their skins. You know, no other team from Ireland. I mean. I can't, I can't explain what it would mean over here for Ireland to win a World yeah. Cup. I mean, the country would go, you'd get on a ticket from New Zealand just to come over here for those weeks. <laughs> the whole, the whole. Cu- I tell you, the whole country will shut. It's already started to shut down now. I mean, ju- I did just something with Andy Ellis today from the ex-All Black, and he said that you yeah. know, they were turning thousands away from the bars last weekend. So let alone what it's going to be like this weekend, let alone if they go further in the competition, because take it that, the two teams that win this section of the quarterfinals, these are the South Africa, France, New Zealand, Ireland. Will go on to meet in the final. They won't get, they won't slip up in the semi-finals because that'll take them to the other side of the draw. They'll walk those games. So you're looking at a final between France and South Africa and New Zealand and Ireland. I think I'd be pretty right in predicting that. I can't see, I can't see England, Fiji, Wales, or Argentina. You know, they're not at this level, but. Um, could be wrong, but you know, just hope for a good I I don't game. think you're going to be I'll wrong, be Brent. Paris. I, oh,
0: you're going to be. But now I'm even more jealous. Hang up now. I, I'm sick of him. I'm hang up. Hang up. He's in Paris too, <laughs> enjoying it with the Irish fans. Not to the say I haven't Sas- the tickets,
1: but I'm just going <laughs> over. On uh, they reckon they reckon there's going to be they reckon there's going to be it's trains, planes, and automobiles over here at the moment. Anybody that can get out of uh, get out of Ireland. They're taking boats, they're going to Lyon. I've got to go to Brussels and train back up from there. They reckon there's gonna be they reckon there's gonna be fifty thousand support, Irish supporters over there for this match. Fifty thousand. You know. So it's incredible. That's why that's why in a sense they wanted New Zealand because, you know, the only other team that is as well supported is of course the French. And they'll have all the, they'll have all the tickets for that match. So I think that's I think look both teams got their wish. I think I think probably Ireland wanted to play in New Zealand, and New Zealand probably wanted to play Ireland. You know, so so look whoever comes out on top will deserve it, won't they? Because they will have played some tough matches to get there.
0: Thoughts of former Otago loose forward and long-time Irish uh, rugby analyst uh, Brent Pope. We-